We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode of Wayfinding Growth is brought to you by Sprocket Talk. If you're ready to take your HubSpot experience to a whole new level, you need to join Sprocket Talk as a free VIP member. That's right, free. Tutorials, courses, training, HubSpot updates, and so much more. Head to sprockettalk.com slash WG to join the movement and get an exclusive Wayfinding Growth deal. Welcome, Wayfinders. I am your co-host, Dan Moyle, and you'll notice that my partner, Remington, is not here, mm. but I am joined by a familiar face and voice, George B. Thomas. Welcome back to the show you helped create, my friend. Dan, I appreciate it. It's uh, crazy to step back on the ship and set sail. I am super excited to be here. I'm also excited for our boy Remington Beg with the new baby. That's amazing and awesome. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I love the fact that our uh, co-founder, co-owner gets to take paternal leave, family leave. And it's amazing. And we just have our fun. So, uh, yep. So, George, you're joining me today to talk about something that we both love very much. We're very active in doing ourselves. Now, before we get to yes. that. For anyone new to this show, let's give them the 411 on who you are. Yeah, so George B. Thomas, uh, inbound evangelist and impulse creative, uh, inbound evangelist or startup guru guy at sprockettalk.com, lover of HubSpot and inbound marketing, holder of at some point in life 21 certifications, and general all-around nerd when it comes to Star Wars and Marvel comics. That's me. So you're excited about Disney Plus. That's what that comes down to. Anyway. Uh. Oh, dude. Yes. Hey, hey, I know I've that. already signed up, already signed <laughs> up and ready to rock and roll. I love it. Um, so, so you're in for a treat listeners. Uh, today we're exploring building a personal brand as an employee from bro- both the employee side and the, the leadership corporate side, right? So we're diving into this. George, what did you get out of today's episode that you want listeners to make sure they, they find in this, in this treasure trove of goodness? Yeah, it's interesting that uh, you asked me that because as we were going through the episode, it was all about dumping information, knowledge, value for both sides of this story. But then getting to the end of it and realizing there was one thing that we didn't talk about that was happening the entire episode, and that is one's ability to be vulnerable. Uh, as I go through this episode, as we go through this episode together, there are a couple of times where I allow myself to be very vulnerable in some of the stories and storytelling that happens. And I think that's a key piece to building a personal brand is Dan letting people in. Yeah. Like, oh. and right. Like yes. if you're going to build a tribe, if you're going to build a personal brand, if you're going to focus on the the things that we talk about in this episode, You've got to be vulnerable and know that you might get some dings. You might get hurt. You're going to have to share things that might be hard, but it's going to make so much impact as you move forward. Yes, it will. Great stuff. And, and I got out of it a, kind of a tactical thing here is uh, we talked about fencing and wild stallions. Yeah. So pay attention to that, folks. You have to have some fencing around you, but how you build that is up to you. And so mm. great discussion there. George, I, dude, I'm so excited. We're going we're gonna to shut up and let listeners listen to the conversation itself. Here it is, friends. Season 2, Episode 23. Let's set that course for growth. Roll it. So welcome back to your show, as I said in the intro, George. Uh, let's, this is going to be fun, man. I'm glad you're here today. You know, Dan, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. It, first of all, it's a topic that I'm very passionate about. It, yes. it, has, had a, it has been a game changer uh, for the last probably seven years of my life, to be honest with you. Right. 
Yeah, it's huge. Um, so yeah, so let's so let's dive in. This thing that you're passionate about uh, is this movement around personal branding. So uh, a common definition for that, real quick note here, uh, personal branding is a the practice of marketing people and their careers as brands, uh, an ongoing process of developing and maintaining a reputation, which I love that word reputation and impression of an individual group or organization, uh, kind of like, you know, self packaging, right? Um, now I looked it up and the term is actually originating supposedly from an article back in 97 from a guy named Tom Peters. Um, and if, and it's huge because if you search the term personal branding, you get more than 300 million results. So it's a big term, a lot of information out there. So that's the basic definition. But George, I want to know from you, what is what does that mean to you? What is personal branding? So it's funny that, Dan, you used the word packaging uh, a minute ago, because really when I think about personal branding, it is about packaging up who you want to be in the world. Uh, and as we dig through this, we'll probably talk about how I've done that uh, through the last couple of years. But what I want people to realize, first of all, is it has zero to do with what you do or where you do it. Like, so, so it, it, it is really about you. And so the idea of personal brand is being aware of who you are, aware of who you want to be, and aware of a way that you can easily package that together and deliver to the world in a simple way that when they see your video, they hear your podcast, they read your blog article, they go, this is that person. Mm -hmm. And why is, why is that important? I have a thought on this, but I want to hear from you. Why is it important that we as people build that for ourselves within our companies? So at the end of the day, we're trying to, in this digital world, we're trying to build relationships. We're trying to build community. We're trying to sell our services. We're trying to help the world. We're trying to be an impact. We're trying to do all of these things or some of these things. I'm simply, Dan, listing them all out because there are different points that different people are going to connect with. At the end of the day, that means that people need to know who you are so that they are like, ah, that's my dude or that's my tribe because you'll start to connect like-minded people together. It's an old saying, but it's true. Birds of a feather flock together. Right. And so if I know Dan is XYZ, ABC, one, two, three, I want to hang out with Dan. I want to listen to Dan. I want to, you know, invest time in the thing that is Dan because Dan believes in or Dan is, right? And so mm -hmm. that's why it, it is super important as well as it can be a kind of check or balance for you as well. Eventually, we're going to get into this thing that I call a personal brand compass. We're going to talk about how I actually built that out for myself. But, but the importance of it is, look, if you're going to be a magnet – and you're going to pull people towards you, they need to understand what that, that uh, magnetism, what that pulling is about, right? For me, happy, helpful, humble human. Yep. Boom. Pull. Yep. And I think you know, what I heard you say in there too, and I said it a little differently, so I'm going to say it this way as well, but um, people do business with people they get to know, like, and trust. That's why we build those relationships, right? It's not necessarily the brand's the, the business that, that we love, it's the people within it most of the time. Because yeah. I think yeah. even, like, if you think about the brands you love, quite often, not always, there are obviously, you know, uh, exceptions to this, but 
quite often is the people within that. You know, we, uh, I love HubSpot. I know obviously at Impulse, we're, in, we're a HubSpot partner, you know, full disclosure. But like, I've been a HubSpot user and a fan since 2010. And it started by using the tool, of course, but then I get to know the people within it, the, the founders of the company and all the work that they're doing, the executives down the line, the people that I work with every day, my, my inbound marketing consultant back in the day, like, you know, Sam Malakarjanan, like I got to know him and like, and trust, and he's become a friend. He's since moved on, but that tie to that company began with those people and that personal branding within. So no matter how big or small your company is, it's huge. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, the start with the company started out of a problem, a problem that your company was facing, a problem that you were facing. And the tool is the tease. The tool is the thing that we think is going to fix it all. But the tool never fixes anything. It's the people behind the tool that actually help us uh, to then fix the thing. And so what's what's funny when I listen to you talk about the HubSpot example, it's the people that make for the long lasting relationship. If it was just about the problem, it was just about the tool. When you were done fixing that problem with the tool, you'd go off and do your own thing and you wouldn't care about HubSpot. I still wouldn't be a HubSpot user since 2012 to now if it wasn't about the people. So it's this, it's this magical combination. And it's funny, Dan, that you mentioned this kind of thing because I just had uh, an interview with a guy talking about personal branding on another podcast we do, 15 Minutes of uh, 15 minute Strategy Podcast. Uh, talking about brand and personal brand and company brand. And he used an example that kind of blew my mind for a hot second about Coca-Cola. And you might be wondering, well, what does Coca-Cola have to do with personal brand? Sometimes we love brands for the things that we don't even think about as far as a brand. For instance, he talked about a story about Coca-Cola and how Coca-Cola's brand was the green bottle and it's the, you know, the red and the white lettering. However, Coca-Cola's brand is also on a hot summer day coming in, opening the refrigerator, pulling out that Coca-Cola bottle, not to crack it open and to drink it, but to put it on your neck and to cool yourself down, right? So there are many things that these companies think, well, this is our brand, but there are side elements that actually make up the brand that they never think about. And unfortunately, in many cases, that is their people, right? Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. It becomes personal through all of that too. Um, So the other thing I thought of when you were talking about uh, you find your tribe, right? So Mark Schaefer in Marketing Rebellion talks about this, that we are on our own islands. So birds of a feather flock together. We're on on our islands and we have built up these, these barriers for people to come onto our islands. So brands can't get to us. But then when we find those that resonate with us, again, a lot of times through personal stories, through people, through personal brands, the, the, we, we allow them to come in. So allowing your employees to build those personal brands gives you that in that you wouldn't necessarily with just a business. So I love well, Mark's book. Yeah. Mark's book is amazing. And here's the thing. I think there's two conversations that need to be had. There's the conversation that has to happen to the individual of why they want to even build a personal brand, why it's important for them to have a personal brand right now. Because some people will go, well, no, I work for a company. I should just be pimping out the company brand. Not necessarily true. And there's some reasons why. There's a second conversation that needs to be had here, Dan, and that is why companies should actually loosen the reins and let their stallions run. Why they should, if somebody says, I want to build a personal brand, be like, well, by all means, go ahead. Because in a lot of cases, what you find is companies are like, no, 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 no. It's all about us. It's all about us. 
And, uh, and both of those kind of need to be taught uh, the understanding or the ability of this simple truth, this simple truth that will, I don't think will ever change, and that is all ships rise together. And so if you have a personal brand and it rises, the corporate brand rises. If the corporate brand rises, the personal brand rises with it. And so it's not these disconnected, dysfunctional things. It's actually a symbiotic relationship that the brands come in together with. Mm-hmm. Rising tides, man. I love that quote. Um, <clears throat> so let's say we'll, we'll talk about the risks in, in a little bit here because I, I do have a good story about that. But I, but I want to know, you, you just kind of teed it up. Businesses should should allow this, loosen the reins, as it were. Uh, how do we start that? I love the fact that Impulse Creative does that for us. Like Remington sees that. Remington and Rachel understand that. They do it for themselves. They let us. They they let us. They encourage us. They empower us to do it. But how does if somebody's if somebody's listening, they're like, man, okay, all right, I want to do this. How do they even start doing that? Yeah. So first of all, I think there's a mindset on the corporate level, the company level that needs to be talked about, and that is, if you if you want to get the most out of your employees, if you want to get the best out of your employees, you will encourage them to build a personal brand. Because I can tell you from experience myself and watching other people who are my tribe and and live life very much in the same way that I do, um, we'll work extra. We'll do more because we know that we're building our personal brand. We know that there are things happening around our brand. For instance, for me, hashtag GSD, get stuff done. There is a perception that I get a lot of stuff done. Why? Because I get a lot of stuff done. <laughs> Why do I get a lot of stuff done? Because I love what I do. I love working at Impulse Creative. I love creating content. I love building community. My brand is wrapped around community, sprockettalk.com, HubSpot, right? And so because of that, I'll do some extra time uh, during the day. I might eat quicker so that I can work more. I might do stuff on Sunday. If I was just an employee at just a company, I would do my nine to five. I'd, I'd screw around at the water cooler. I'd take an extra 15 minutes for lunch. Why? Because I'm there for a check instead of an impact or being a catalyst, right? And so, so by brands, by companies, corporations allowing their individuals to focus on building themselves to be the best that they can be, in return, the company gets the best that they can be. They're literally letting the stallion run instead of keeping it penned up in the barn. Yep. Yep. And that's, and that, you know, that runs into the story about risk, right? Like there's, so if I let my employee build this brand and somebody's going to come poach them, well, not as, I mean, look, no, but maybe like if you don't build your culture, so here's, so here's a story just, just today, even I got a note from a, a high level executive at a mortgage brokerage mentioning my reputation for marketing in the mortgage industry. Right? So my, my personal branding could either put impulse at risk of this guy whisking me away, which is actually no risk at all. And we talked about culture back on episode seven of this season. Um, so culture is what keeps me here. Right. And, and just the fact that I like everything about that, but or what could happen is this guy could end up hiring impulse because of my reputation, my personal brand. So while there's that risk of like, if I let my employees build a great brand, they might leave. Isn't the bigger risk that if you squash their creativity, their individuality and their amazingness, 
and they're just average employees who stay, isn't that riskier? Yeah. Right? And, and, yeah. And here's the deal. I love, I love your story, Dan. And, and what corporations and companies need to realize is they cannot um, manage or navigate out of fear. Right. Uh, they need to navigate and manage in the present moment. And if you can get the best out of your employee in the present moment, and that present moment lasts for three months, three years, or 30 years, awesome. Right. Where you start to go wrong is where you're like, well, we can't let them build a personal brand because they might leave. That's fear, which, by the way, is false evidence appearing real. It hasn't happened. Um, if you're letting them run, they're less likely to jump the fence, right? And so, so you're by by doing by not doing it out of fear, you're getting more potential for them to leave and more potential for them to waste your money. And so, quit navigating your business out of fear, and realize, like, look, there are just some things in life you can't control. You right. could literally say. Yes, go build this amazing brand, and they could get hit by a bus the next day. What? Right. What? You don't have no control over that, just like you don't have any control if all of a sudden they're working for some mortgage broker or for some other agency. You got to be in the present, and you got to leverage the best that you can get out of the individual in those moments. And I love what you said. You, you, you painted a picture for me, and you have done this a couple of times now in this conversation, the stallions, letting your stallions run. I, I, I envision you have this pen where a horse is in there and they can't really run and they jump the fence, as you just said, or you expand those fences and you let them run. And if you expand them just enough, they might still jump it. But if you really expand them, they've got seemingly infinite room to run. They're probably not going to jump that fence, but there's still a fence, right? And so I want to come back to that. There's still a fence there. So when you're allowing your, you're empowering, not just allowing, let's, let's, when you're empowering your people to build a personal brand, you still have to have guardrails, guideposts, fencing, right? Yes. So yes. How, how, how do you have that conversation then? Whether you're trying to create your personal brand or you're an executive a lot, you know, empowering people, how, how does that conversation go to say, okay, here are our guideposts. Here's our fencing. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things here that are very interesting. And I'm going to talk about historical things as well as things that happen at Impulse Creative. Uh, one of the things that's very freeing to people who want to be stallions and run and build um, personal brands is, yes, there is going to be a fence. There is going to be a line that you are going to cross. However, what I want you to do uh, is I want you to just run. And, um, and then instead of asking me, can you, uh, we're going to go on a basis of we'll just ask for forgiveness, right? And so over time, you run to this limit and then you like, oh, oh, too far. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, too far. Okay. And so not that there's a fence already built, Dan, but there's a fence that's being built as you and the company navigate this together. Because sometimes there's going to be crazy and wild things that you might want to do or think about doing. Uh, and it's like, yeah, roll with it. Uh, there's other times you might think about the, doing those things and it's like, no. So let's back up here for a second and realize the expectations are set. That's number one. That's the story that I just told. The corporation, the company, you, hey, we're going to run on this thing of you just go. 
But if you go too far, then it's going to be this whole, like, you need to ask for forgiveness thing, right? So you know that's the expectation. Two, the thing in there was you're communicating. Hey, I got this wild and crazy idea. What do you think? Hey, I got this wild and crazy idea. What do you think? Uh, yes, no, maybe, right? So number two is communication. Expectations and communication. Those have to be at the forefront for both of you. Um, but then I'll throw this in there is trust. Hmm. Like you've got to trust as the individual when your boss says, not a good idea. Okay. And let it go. Mm-hmm. But, but they also have to trust you of like, okay, this is a little bit out of my comfort zone, but I can see how if he or she does this, just maybe. And again, I go back to fear, not allowing fear to dictate the choice of letting them do that thing and actually not being afraid to fail, but realizing if you're pushing these fence boundaries, that it's all about what can we learn and how can we repivot or position for the next time that we sail out with a crazy idea? It, is, it, I, it seems like it all comes back to trust. You set the expectations. You have your communication. Awesome. But even as that communication happens, like it almost gives me a little bit of a, I don't know, because when, when my mm-hmm. boss says too far, I may take it personally and think that, that he or she is mad at me. Right? But nothing's my, personal. But nothing's personal. Be. Exactly. And so I have to trust that that my boss is going to say to me, look, okay, that, okay that's not going to work because of this. And I go, okay, cool. She doesn't think that my, my idea is terrible. She just thinks we need to rein it in. Awesome. Like, and then the boss has to have that same trust too. Is like, if, you know, let's say wild and crazy, right? You MC an event every year, social media marketing world. And while it's not, hey, here's Impulse Creative doing this, it's George B. Thomas doing it. And we all know where you are. And so, that might seem wild and crazy. Why are you emceeing an event? You're not, we're not going to get leads out of it. We're not going to this. We're not going to that. Like that could be the mindset. But instead, the mindset is, yeah, man, go. Like awesome. We trust you to go make connections. And that's awesome. So, yeah, great stuff, man. I mean, at the there. end of the it. day. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it is great stuff. And at the end of the day, like you do have to have those moments. Like um, a stallion can run out and then come back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we, we actually, what I'll say to the individual and the companies is you've got to set up a culture that allows this. Or if you're an individual, you've got to look for a culture that allows this. Like, look, there's not a whole lot of companies out there that would allow somebody to start a startup inside of a company. And that's exactly what sprockettalk.com is. It's a startup inside an agency allowing, uh, allowing a stallion to run. Um, yep. and right. And so, well, what, how can it work for both parties? Let's figure it out. MCing, how can it work for both parties? Let's figure it out. Heck, even spending money to go out and speak at events that might end up being leads or might not end up being leads. Let's figure out how it works. But by the way, 60% of the time, we need you to be in this pen right here where you're doing these four things that absolutely make sense. But then you can take your journeys, right? Like, I love that. Like, it's so many people think that it has to be so cut and dry, so square, so boxed in. And there are just so many people now that, like, when you think about being pinned up or boxed in, they're about to lose their mind. Mm-hmm. And if you have those types of employees, it just never works. What I like that you framed it too, that it's, it, it doesn't have to be this or that. We live it right now so much in this tyranny of or. It's either either run free and create a personal brand or it's be in this box. No, it can be both. 
again, set up those, those fences so you can run wild, but also set up that pen occasionally where you have to have your regular duties. Like you have to have a job done. So I, I love that. Now, so what other thing I heard you say too, is um, talking about culture, find a company with that culture. So you and I both at the time of this recording, we're both reading a book called contagious you from Anise Kavanaugh, which talks yeah. about you be the culture you want to yeah. be. And then another book that I want to recommend is one called spark uh, about leadership and stuff. And it's, and that one talks about, yeah, there you go. Contagious you for viewers. I love that dude. It is so good. Anise is amazing. Um, but then the other book is called Spark, and it talks about people within a company who are the sparks that get things done. So even if your company doesn't have that culture, be the contagious you that sets that culture and starts it, or be the spark that helps do that. Read those two books. Check those out. Um, great stuff. So, so George, we've talked about all this big picture stuff, right? So I want to hear a, a, a personal story, <clears throat> and we can talk about the, the shipwrecks maybe you've gone into, the, the proudest moments you've gone into, but, I, but let's hear about how you've crafted your personal brand, what that means to you, and, and where we are today. Yeah, it's it's really interesting story to me, and it's it's funny because a lot of it has just kind of fallen into place. Um, what, I'll, what I'll say in a very difficult, easy way, if that makes sense. So, so let's, let's talk about this. First of all, I, I prefaced and I'm talking less to the corporations companies now, more to the individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I prefaced to be at the beginning of this interview. It's not about what you do or, or where you do it. It is about you. So for instance, right now, if people would pay attention to anything about me or know anything about me, they know that, um, I do a lot of stuff around HubSpot. Um, but that's not necessarily my brand. Um, and I'll explain why. Um, I do stuff at Impulse Creative, but that's not necessarily my personal brand. Right. Why? Because I've also done stuff at the Sales Lion, right? I've also done stuff at Wild Boy. So if you're going to take your personal brand and build it, you need to realize that it has to be able to maneuver through things that you have zero control over in life. The fact that Wild Boy Agency went out of business, the fact that the sales line got acquired by another agency, the fact that me as a human being didn't fit in different scenarios as we move forward. Um, it's also not what you do. So, for instance, I just said I do a lot with HubSpot, but there's other people, Dan, that know me for video. There's other mm-hmm. people that know me for personalized video. So it's not what you do. It's not where you do it, but it's who you are. Um, and so what I have done, and, and it's funny because there's different variations of this. Uh, DP Knuton talks about it. Chris Brogan talks about it. Having the three things that you can focus on to be you. And I, I have actually named it where it's my branding compass, my personal branding compass. Um, I actually have four things. And it's four things that I wake up in the morning and I say, this is who I'm going to be in the world today. And it's the same four things. When I go to bed, I judge myself. Was I, you know, did I achieve these four things? Um, And every video pretty much that I create, I try to implement in the ending uh, for people to be these things. So my four things are being a happy, helpful, humble human. Now, why? Well, because people like happy people. Um, when I do content or create content, I want there to be a happy energy. Um, people love being helpful or, or people who are helpful. I want to add value into the world. Why? Well, that ties back to one of the core things that I am, and that is that I always want to be a catalyst to be, mm-hmm. for people to be the best uh, that they can be, right? 
uh, humble. <laughs> that one shouldn't even need to be expressed. Why? Because nobody likes egotistical jerks. Uh, and then, and then human, right? For me, what does that mean? It means no douchebags allowed. Like you gotta be a good person. You gotta treat people the way that you want to be treated. The golden rule. So if I focus on being a happy, helpful, humble human, that's a magnet. People are going to be attracted to that in so many different ways. And that literally is my personal branding compass. It doesn't matter if I'm doing video. It doesn't matter if I'm talking about HubSpot. It doesn't matter if tomorrow I started a course on how to be the best human on the planet. Happy, helpful, humble human comes with me for the ride. That's what people are engaged as far as the core of who I am. Now, there's a couple of things that wrap around the outside of that compass. One is my hair. Believe it or not, like if I cut my hair, the internet explodes. (laughs) Another one is the color orange, right? So the color orange. Another one is Marvel uh, characters, right? So there are these little visual pieces that also go around with what is your personal brand. But I have to tell you, I have to implore you to focus on your inner compass first, and then the rest of the visual pieces will just fall in place. Yeah. So I'm going to steal your compass because I want to be happy, helpful, humble human. Uh, Yeah, I love that, man. That is such a a great way. And and it really kind of feels like, for me, my personal brand has become – it has developed kind of as a happy accident. Um, but it feels like at some point you really have to sit down, take some time to have some deep thinking, maybe ask some people around you, uh, do some self-reflection and figure out who you are, what you do and why have your own, maybe mission statement, have your yep. own core values and use that to create yep. this personal brand compass. So it, it is intentional at some point. Um, yeah. Now, have you, I mean, as, it, to be honest with you, like, let's pause or don't forget yeah. your question, but I'll say to you, like off of the piggybacking of, I want to steal your compass. You can't steal my compass, right? You can steal some pieces from my compass, but it's funny because when I think of Dan Moyle, I do think of deep thinker. Um, I think of Harley Davidson. I think of, you know, uh, certain types of music. Um, and so, so you have to build your own piece because what I want everybody to realize that's listening to this or watching this is that your personal brand has to be founded on authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so finding your three or four words, finding your three or four visual elements have to be authentic to you. So uh, you can modify mine, but don't steal mine because it just will never work, right? And, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying that because I want people to be able to leverage this off in a right way. Dan, you mentioned mission statement too. Literally, if you go to my speaking um, page, and it's just the only place that I've really documented it, um, it, it literally says trainer, speaker, catalyst. Like that's it. Like if three words, uh, train people, speak on stages and be a catalyst the rest of the time as I walk this planet. So mm-hmm. you, you have to know these core things uh, about yourself and about what you want to do to put all of this together. I just love alliteration, how simple it is. Cause even speaker trainer at catalyst isn't quite as simple as happy, helpful, humble human. <laughs> like that alliteration is so right. awesome. So, so my right. question is, uh, as you, as you've gotten to this point and you've, and you've really, you've, you've drilled down, you've obviously spent time doing this and you've created this personal brand 
after your happy accident happened and you began to realize that you, what you were like, what was happening, you did this. How yeah. have you seen that impact what you do in the world and your work? <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, it's amazing. I mean, let's be honest. I'm nobody. Like, I'm a I'm a 48 year old old dude that like is overweight, uh, not that sexy. Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm uh, to be honest. Like, I'm nobody. But but in 2012, I started on this journey of building a personal brand, of wanting to be a professional speaker, of wanting to be a catalyst in people's lives to help them be the best that they can be. Which, by the way, another part of this personal brand piece should be that you're directly pulling from something that happened in your life mm-hmm. that makes you want to do this, the passion point. So a little side tangent. When I was 17 and a half, I had a math teacher tell me in front of the entire class I would never amount to anything. And uh, six months later, I was a high school dropout. And because of somebody telling me that I would never amount to anything, because of me making a bad decision that I could never go back and fix, for the rest of my life, I have been focused on making people believe that they can achieve anything that they can, they want to achieve, that I would be the catalyst for positive change in the world, right? That's where my compass comes from because there's a point in life that was so corrosive that it could kill me, but I want it to be the piece that makes me who I am. So so when you're thinking about this and, and you're trying to navigate this whole ball of wax that we're unpacking here, um, keeping it simple, coming up with things that you can go back to, Keeping the passion points uh, driving along, that is truly what is important. Dan, get me back on track to what we were talking about before I went on our side tangent. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it, this, this conversation has got exactly where I had to go, and I'm, and I'm absolutely loving it. Um, so, so, let's, so instead of getting back to where we were, because I have no idea where we were, because this is awesome, um, let's go to the next step. I, as, oh, I know what I was I was asking you how, how you did it. That's what it was. Like how, like how, how has this journey yeah. been for you? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, you got me back. There we go. So again, 2012, nobody. Um, how has it impacted me? Having this personal brand has absolutely changed my life. Um, more importantly that it's changed a lot of other people's lives. So I went from knowing nothing about HubSpot, nothing about inbound marketing, uh, to within two and a half years stepping on a stage that I said I wanted to be on. In 2012, I saw Gary Vaynerchuk speak at Inbound. I said, I want to do that. Two and a half uh, years later, I'm on a breakout stage and I'm talking to people about how to be world-class in HubSpot in 60 days or less. And, uh, you know, just having a thousand plus people in the room, um, being on a podcast that, uh, you know, I never planned on being on, building a community of people who not only listened and liked, but started to fall in love with uh, me as an individual. And that was just the fuel to like, let's do it more. Let's do it more. Dan, you know, you know that it is crazy to live in a world where you go to Boston and you walk down the street and people are yelling sprocket man or wanting to give you a high five or, you know, uh, big hugs along the way. And, and I say all of this humbly because I didn't build a personal brand to get to those things. But because of having the personal brand, it was like 
just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and with great responsibility, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. So now you live in this world where you've built this brand, you've got this tribe uh, every day, you've got to give them the best of you. You've got to give them something that helps them become better. Um, which I love. Yeah. I, I love that. It, why? Because now it's, it's, it's a flywheel HubSpot. That's why, because it's a reciprocal, it's a risk. That's an go. inside joke. If you there don't know go. what I'm talking about, but it's a reciprocal thing of like, I'm trying to make them better. But because of that, I know that I need to be better. I need to be better for them. I can make them better. And, and that's just a beautiful place to live in where otherwise you don't have that personal brand. You're just sitting in a nine to five. Uh, you can't wait for the weekend. And to me, like, man, I just, I'm really challenged with having that type of life uh, for the one life that we have as we live on this planet. Yeah, absolutely. It is huge. So esoterical and yet so granular. Um, so as you've, as you've gone on this journey, George, uh, I got to believe there have been shipwrecks. And we talk about that on Wayfinding Growth. What is a, a shipwreck that you've had to navigate through when it comes to your personal branding? Yeah, so, um, you know, you really got to pay attention to where your brand is. Mm. And uh, you can't get too big for your britches, as uh, as my grandpa w- would say. And uh, there was a time where I allowed myself to believe that I was the HubSpot ninja rock star guru uh god if you will with a small g and i was like you know what i'm gonna put together a um in-person event and i'm just gonna put it out on the internet and all these people that want to learn about hubspot are gonna come and they're gonna pay this money and uh let's rock it out and i put the page out and i i got the hotel and I spent a bunch of money to the tune of about $12,000 to have this event set up and nobody signed up. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, crap. The crazy thing about it is it wasn't my money. It was the company's money. And you remember the story of like, ask for forgiveness, just go ahead and do that thing. Mm-hmm. let's just say I had to ask for $12,000 worth of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that was a moment in time where I was like, I got to get really good at understanding where the personal brand is compared to the market. Now, Dan, I want to give you another shipwreck that is smaller that some people can actually connect with. Cause some people might like, Holy crap, that was crazy. What, what happened there? Uh, here's another one that was a shipwreck not paying attention to how you're affecting other people. So um, I'm building this brand. I got people who are liking me, falling in love with the brand. And I go to this HubSpot user event and people are talking and there's all sorts of people talking. And this one lady comes up and she starts to talk to me and I say maybe hi and I turn and I start to talk to the other group of people and she stands there for a while And then she walks away and I don't think anything of it, but then I get in my car and I'm driving home and I'm like, you know what? Like if that was me, I'd be pissed because 
I came over to talk to somebody. I got a short high, and then I didn't get to engage with that person at all. And you could tell, Dan, she was excited to like actually meet in person uh, who she had seen or followed or watched videos online. Mm-hmm. And And to be honest with you, it killed me. Like internally, like I struggled with it for months of like, wow, if you're supposed to be a catalyst, how can you let that one person down? How could you not be in the present, in the moment enough to give them what they need? So because of that shipwreck, I don't care what I'm doing, where I'm at. If somebody comes up to me, the world stops. Like it's all about them. I take the time to talk to them. And to be honest, I actually saw this lady at another event and I apologized and we sat and we talked for a very long time mm. because I needed to unpack it from my own conscious that there there was this person that I possibly had ignored, not on purpose, but that could erode the brand. And, and, and in my mind, this is the only thing that I can translate to the listeners and viewers is I think of a brand a little bit like a beach. And, and if you have enough waves that come and start to crash that beach, it starts to erode. And we've all seen those beaches that used to be booming beaches that everybody loved to hang out at. And then all of a sudden they're closed because they're unsafe. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was because nobody was paying attention to keeping that beach updated and keeping it safe and keeping things in place that would make it so that the water, the erosion wouldn't take place. And so I'm always an advocate of protecting my beach, Protect making beach. sure I'm putting. Yes, making sure that I'm putting these in, things in place, like paying attention to people in the moment like making sure I'm only saying certain things that I should be saying online, like not getting into certain conversations that would polarize a community. Like you really got to get those, what (laughs) I'll call, uh, you know, guard posts up uh, in your own life when you're thinking about this. So it's made a world of difference, dude. It's been crazy. Yeah. But then we hear so many people say, be polarizing, right? How, like, how do you navigate that? Is, is that, is there room for both? Again, we live in a tyranny of, or is it be polarizing or don't, or is there both like, is it different, different people? What do you say to that? So here's the thing. I'm not going to try to be polarizing. I can tell you that I probably am polarizing, but it's not on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'll just explain. There are many people out there who, when I put a post out there and I share slightly uh, my faith. That's polarizing for some people, but I'm not doing that on purpose. I'm not going out and specifically saying, you know, something so that it gets a buzz out of people. Um, there might be, I might be polarizing because there's a whole lot of healthy people out there and they just can't believe that I wouldn't, you know, run seven miles a day and slim down to 185 pounds but I'm not doing that on purpose. Like if you're polarizing because you're being authentic, for instance, Gary Vaynerchuk, he swears like a sailor. That's who he is. He's not purposely going out and having a foul mouth. He, that's just how he grew up. That's who he is, but that's polarizing, right? What I, what I really have a hard time with is people who throw doo-doo in the water 
just so they can dirty the water and get people to talk about it. But if you're mm. polarizing just because of who you are, for instance, Dan, there might be DC fanatics that hate my <laughs> guts because I love Marvel. Shame on them. That's you a, see what I'm saying? Thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing, people. So, so how? So you have to. So if you're going to be polarizing just because of who you are authentically, rather than doing it to do it, yeah. How do you define that line between the two? I don't. I don't define it at all. To be honest with you, I just don't pay attention to it because I'm just being me. Okay. And I realize that there's going to be people that are non-fit, and there's going to be people that are fit. Like I'm not here for everybody. I'm here for the one. Mm-hmm. Or the ones mm-hmm. that need me to be there. That I mean, that's that's such a freeing thing to understand that I'm not trying to be all things to all people. I'm just trying to help the ones who are like, yes, this is this is who I want to be with. This is who I want to hang out with. This is who I want to listen to. Yeah. There are many HubSpot agencies, partners, uh, hub users that look at me and they're like, man, he's over the top. Click, and they don't watch my stuff. Okay, cool. Then find somebody else to watch. Uh, but there are people who find it entertaining and educational and authentic, and they'll watch every single video. Cool. Welcome to the I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, welcome to the family. And to be honest, I care, but I don't care. And what I mean is like when I create content, I had a great conversation with Doug Davidoff about this. When I create content for the community, I, I don't I, if they watch one, fine if they watch 50 fine if they watch a thousand fine like if that one video was enough to get them past what they need to get past to be better then i'm good like like it's it's my job is done Mm -hmm. and the way that i look at this is one is greater than zero like if i help one person today today was a good day yep yep awesome man so inspiring good stuff george um we could uh, stay on this all day long. It'd be like a four-part series, uh, but but it won't be, listeners. I won't do that to you. Um, so, if you could be a wayfinder to someone and guide them through this process, what would your first piece of advice be when it comes to personal branding? Yeah, um, get to know yourself. Hmm. Um, I don't want to go all you know woohoo here, but um, you've got to love yourself before you can love others. And so understanding the things that you need to unpack and set down so that you're light and nimble to go on a journey to impact the people that you're going to impact when you start to build this brand is a very important part of this. Mm -hmm. So sit down and think about, okay, what is my historical point that is my passion driver, i.e. for me, my math teacher? Um, who is it that I want to be in this world because of that passion point, happy, helpful, humble human. Um, how am I going to impact the people with this message through the creation of content in a specific niche area? Like I, I'm painting what I want you to do to what I have done in those three steps, but that's really where you have to get started. And then Dan, after that, it's just create content document what you're doing, uh, articles, podcasts, video. Like if they can't hear you, see you, or read you, it doesn't matter. You'll never have a brand. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the other piece that would be part two of this. If you're a sales rep, 
listening to this and you want to per- build a personal brand, it's not like you wake up one day and say, here's my personal brand. <laughs> right? No, you no. get yourself out into the world and you start to preach your knowledge and your expertise and your thought leadership to the tribe that is going to be magnetized to you. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Way to be a wayfinder, George. Uh, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to just make sure listeners and viewers take away from this? The one thing that I will say is everybody should have a personal brand. Everybody can do it. Everybody's good enough. Everybody needs to stop listening to imposter syndrome. And the reason I say that, Dan, is because if I can do it, anybody can do it. Look, to wrap this up, when I the first thing that I remember is being in Lincoln, Montana, in a one-bedroom log cabin where we would bathe in the stream next to the cabin, and we had an outhouse, right? The next thing I will tell you is that I'm a high school dropout. The next thing I'll tell you is now I get to travel all over the world, and I say this humbly, and speak to thousands of people. I get to create hundreds of videos a year. I have a community of people that I love to engage with around HubSpot and creation of video and personalized video. And and if you can take somebody who has such humble beginnings and who has made such huge mistakes in life, and realize that this is where you can get, that you can help consult million-dollar companies, how they should be selling and marketing their products in a digital world, trust me, you can do it. I love it. Because you're way better than I am. I know, (laughs) you are. So just do it. Like that's the last thing is you're good enough, just do it. Start building your personal brand and start impacting the one life that you have. Mic drop moment. Well done, George. Thanks for being a part of Wayfinding Growth uh, once again. (laughs) Thanks for having me, brother. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it. Post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend. Give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.